Welcome to Educause Exchange, where we focus on a single question from the higher ed IT community and hear advice, anecdotes, best practices, and more. The Educause 2022 Top 10 IT Issues were just recently published, and in light of the past 18 months, it seems to take a mostly optimistic view of how higher ed IT itself is changing and how these changes are shifting higher education writ large. This shift is reshaping parts of higher education through shared transformational vision, a recognition of the need to place student success at the center of our efforts, and a sustainable business model that is redefining the meaning of campus. For the question at the center of this episode, we spoke with several panelists for the 2022 Top 10 IT Issues list. These are senior leaders in higher ed IT from a variety of institutions. Their input helps determine the subject matter and order of the list. We took the first three items on the list and asked, how might this particular issue transform higher education? Number one on the Top 10 IT Issues list is titled, Cyber Everywhere. Are we prepared This topic revolves around developing processes and controls, institutional infrastructure, and workforce skills to protect and secure data and supply chain integrity. Basically, data and security. In the Australasian region, uh, we got together as a team. Uh, So we realized that we're only as strong as our weakest link. That's Gina White, Director of Technology Services at Southern Cross University and President of CAUDIT, the Council of Australasian Directors of IT. She takes what she calls a sector approach to cybersecurity. And so we're working together in uh, Australia, New Zealand and the Pacific Islands to become a team where we can all manage cybersecurity together. It's not a competitive edge between organisations. So the more we share, the better we can be and the stronger we can all be. So we've done everything from Cyber Security Operations Centre, awareness training across the sector. And we've now got the Australian government and the New Zealand government participating in this as well, where they help us with uh, generalised cybersecurity awareness training. And we're trying to protect the whole sector across the board. And we're working with our network suppliers, our federated access suppliers, and Ausbert, which is um, our awareness uh, organisation. So we're working across the sector to try and fix the problem or at least mitigate it as, as much as we can from a sector perspective. That sector perspective means that smaller institutions in that sector that don't have the resources to set up their own cybersecurity operations get to be part of a larger effort. And everyone's chipping in, which means it's that the cost of supply is a lot cheaper. Uh, and we're all looking at it so that if one attack happens, the entire sector can respond rather than it being a piecemeal approach. So we're, we've approached it a little bit differently. Uh, and we are looking at it as a team sport to, to try and address the issues as much as we possibly can. Michelle Ricosi, who's Associate Director of Infrastructure and Operations for the North Dakota University System, has a similar sentiment into how they're collaborating to shape their data and security strategy. I also work at a system level. So for me, we work with our vendor partners as well. We also work with our state IT department and have partnered with them uh, with different vendors as well to try to get programs in place. Uh, We too have the smaller campuses and larger and trying to meet the needs of all of them together. She also says students are highly engaged in this issue and will continue to be a strong voice in what happens with their data. 
I think we've started seeing from students here in North Dakota, we actually, before the pandemic started, uh, had a group of students go to our state board, and we now have a policy and procedure in place on a uh, way to inform students where their data is stored. Uh, so students are savvy on this, and they do understand that we have a high obligation. So I think in transforming higher education, I think it's in that awareness that students are not going to be very forgiving if a breach happens at this point. They understand a lot on what it takes and that we are responsible to prevent it. This brings us to issue number two, evolve or become extinct. This issue is a call to accelerate digital transformation to improve operational efficiency, agility, and institutional workforce development. The real opportunity that I see coming from digital transformation is that we have the opportunity to break that cost-speed quality triangle where you can only get two of the three. That's Jeremy Anderson, Associate Vice Chancellor for Strategic Analytics at Dallas College. What digital transformation is going to allow us to do, I think, is get all three. So we'll be able to bring down cost because we're going to be more efficient through systems integrations and, and data integrations to reduce that, that manual work and that local work that happens in offices. The quality should improve. Having this kind of holistic view of what's going on with, with our students and our employees will be able to retain and get them to positive outcomes in a, in a better way. And then the speed is increased because with, with access to re-architected data and more democratized data, we can make our decisions much more rapidly and then design our products more rapidly as well with these insights that we have that previously have been more difficult because data and practices have been siloed in our offices. So I think we get all three of those, those magic pieces. It's critical that we digitally transform higher education. Tiffany Deeb is Vice President for Information Technology at Minneapolis College. Her view of digital transformation puts the student at the very center of our efforts. I think that these changes will allow our students to have the credentialing and skills and education they need to have the employment that they desire and do it when it fits their life. Life is busy. Life has transformed. Life has changed. And we need to meet the students where they are. We need to deliver where they are and have our services and our support and our curriculum available to them when it meets their life. And the final issue we'll hear about on this episode is issue number three, digital faculty for a digital future. We need to ensure that faculty have the digital fluency to provide creative, equitable, and innovative engagement for students. Students expect their higher education institutions to provide a certain level of digital sophistication in delivering learning and services. For many students, the digital medium is their default way to learn, interact, and get things done. And although the pandemic has required even the most technology-averse faculty to adopt digital instruction, they'll need help and encouragement to continue to develop their skills in using innovative instructional technologies. Students are going to be everywhere, and there are going to be some students who will prefer that on-campus experience, but then there are going to be those, those students who will want a little bit of both, or they're going to want the digital experience. That's Shauna Sumter former director of information security at the University of Richmond. She says whether the university wishes to change or not, 
the students will be the drivers. So this notion of we've always done it this way, well, the students are going to determine that for you. So I think it's a great opportunity to capture a larger student base because you're not confined to a location or a campus. I think it's an opportunity to build on that digital literacy and transformation that's already happening in an institution and really propel it into that next level. Well, these are only really predictions, I would say, so don't hold me to account on any of these. John Murphy, Director of IT for the Mohammed bin Zayed University of Artificial Intelligence, has some predictions around digital faculty for a digital future. I think anytime, anyplace learning will become pretty much the norm, maybe by about 202030 is what I'm thinking. You'll be able to get learning on demand like you're able to get other things on demand. Um, also, I think it's a wonderful opportunity, as already mentioned, to build on what happened in the pandemic to, to, to make accessibility a part of the learning design process when we build these new systems now to, to encourage people who have so far been excluded from the ability of being able to come to uh, to university or, or, or to a HE institution on the basis of the cost of it. I think we can make it much more accessible to those students, but also then to adults who have missed out on the HE opportunity due to having to go straight into employment. I think there's an opportunity there for us to do something uh, on that side of things. Uh, my final point on this, and this one is a little bit controversial, but I do see a, a time in the near future when HE institutions won't be run by faculty. They'll be run by CEOs like any other business. And I think that this will come as part of this digital transformation piece. don't know when that's going to happen, uh, but I think it'll happen relatively soon. I hope you've enjoyed some insights into the 2022 Top 10 IT Issues list. If you'd like to find out more, visit the Top 10 IT Issues report. You can find that at educause.edu slash top 10 2022. That's top 102022. I'm Jerry Bain for Educause. Thanks for listening.